0: Hello, this is Joseph Carlson, and this is episode 130 of Gaming with Grief, and I'm calling this episode Total Party Grief. Uh, But I want to remind you guys that this podcast will hit my website, www.gamingwithgrief.com, Monday morning at 7 a.m. Go there, leave a comment, let me know what you think of the show. Or you could subscribe to the podcast on Apple iTunes. Uh, the podcast app or the google play store go there give me the stars the likes the subscribes things like that or you can write me a direct email at gwgpodfellows at gmail.com go there let me know what you think of the show again or how you heard about the show or maybe you have a comment about one of the episodes or something like that Um, but yeah and i'm on twitter at just little joe so you find me there again i'll try to get better about promoting the episode but you know, I'm uh, not good at it, so I'll try to get better at it. So yeah, this episode, I was going to talk about The Last Campfire, um, but something came up in between me finishing The Last Campfire and uh, doing the review, and I'm trying to do a better job with my reviews and not just rambling into a mic like I'm doing now. So I'm trying to research how to produce the episode better and have the quality better so that it will take a little bit of time. But like I said, something came up that had to do with gaming and grief. Uh, it actually came up in one of my D&D sessions. Uh, I've talked about it in a long time, that I am a player uh, in this uh, game. Uh, I'm playing a character who is a young teenager. Uh, he's a drow, and he's kind of a jerk, but I had uh, planned like an arc for him where he comes around and ends up helping the players uh, very early on. Uh, I ditched some of the group, or the group, I should say, early on in an encounter we had Um, But I still fought. It was just I didn't take the path that they took. I just went somewhere else and did something my own way. Uh, But when it came down to combat at the end of the uh, session, I contributed. I did damage. Um, And uh, I thought, you know, I knew uh, the, the group were all adults. We understand that I am not a jerk in real life, and I'm just playing a jerk. So when we'd have breaks or, like, in our off time, we would all kind of joke around and stuff and just talk about our days. But then when the game came back, my character was a jerk, And what that resulted in is the DM calling me uh, privately last week and just saying that the group had some, um, you know, some not reservations, but they were like, what's going on with your character? And so I guess it made me kind of reflect what was going on with my character. uh, And the fact that, um, you know, uh, at first I was really defensive and I didn't. Uh, listen to what they were... Not Not listen, maybe I was... Well, I was defensive, that's what it was. And so I used all my powers of therapy that I've gone over for years and uh, thought about it and slept on it and then called the DM back and said, you know what, fine, uh, take my character out of the game because if, you know, this is about having fun and if nobody's having fun, if, uh, you know, the group is... Uh, not having fun and having a problem with my character, then uh, he needs to be removed. Um, you know, again, I wasn't completely ditching the characters all the time. I was going left when they went right, but we always ended up in the same place. Uh, but it happened twice. There was a situation at the beginning of the campaign where uh, I was basically I basically ratted the group out. I kept an item that was able to be tracked, and so we were tracked down and punished for that. And I lied to one of the characters because I didn't like her character. I want to be very clear. Uh, She's a great role player. She's new to our group. Um, My characters didn't like her character. Uh, Like I said, during the breaks and things we'd have, we would joke around and, you know, be amicable to one another. We'd be nice to one another. But at the end of the day, uh, she uh, was like, this guy's kind of being a jerk to me, you know, during the breaks. And I was like, yeah, because, you know, his... You know, we're, we're in when the Underdark, so obviously it's a matriarchal society, uh, and my character wasn't a male and enslaved, and he had come from a place where he was chains. so he kind of went out of the frying pan into the fire, and he just told her that he didn't like what was going on around him, you know? And again, it was in character. I wasn't, you know, laying waste to her or making fun of her. I think she's a great role player, you know? Plays her character really unique, but... It kind of led to this thing where it was two strikes against my character. And so that's when the DM called and said, you know, what is going on with your character? What do you see uh, for your uh, character? And I, as talking through with, it, with the DM, I said, you know what? Maybe he does want to leave. Maybe he doesn't really want to be here. This isn't what he envisioned, you know, for – he thought he was going somewhere safe. He was in a place where he escaped his other situation and he thought – okay i'll go somewhere that's safe that i am in a better place and he ended up in the underdark which is not a good thing for males you know and um yeah i don't know i thought about it a lot i called some friends of mine that have obviously played DD for a while uh we kind of mm, went back and forth on it and um yeah so i mean this episode does have to do with uh gaming and grief like i said because you know you don't want to cause your other players or the players in general uh you know, grief. You don't want... Again, it, it's about having fun, right? We all sit down at the table to have a good time. And if people aren't having a good time, uh, then you need to change, you know? Um, the only thing I'll say is uh, I did get criticism from people in my life for always playing the same type of character, so I was trying something different. And I did have plans to have basically an arc for the character of he's a jerk in the beginning, but he slowly comes around. But the DM said, listen, things are going to escalate very quickly, and we need... Uh, a full party, basically. We don't need someone going against the grain. Uh, People will have to coalesce around an idea. And, you know, we can't really have people kind of going off on their own. And we've had problems like this before, which may be somewhat ironic because I didn't like it then. But what I realized with my situation when I was running the game and the character was going against the grain, we mentioned this, I think, in a past podcast I did. I had some people on. I think it was the idea that I never connected with that character and i really come to believe, and I've said this several times in the podcast, but I'll just repeat myself, I really like individual sessions with people, because I think it helps you you get all the attention onto a character, you really get to focus on their feelings, their hopes, their dreams, their inspiration, and not only their inspiration for how they got to where they are, but you can reinvigorate their their continuing motivation for going through the story, you know, everybody has a starting off point, maybe inciting incident, if you will, for hey, um, you know, orcs. Again, I love a cliched backstory, which I've talked about several times. But you can say something like, you know, these orcs burned down the village, uh, my village, my home village and killed my family, uh, which is very cliched. But again, I love it. So you could say I'm going to go after this tribe of orcs. Well, what happens um, several sessions in, when you actually enact revenge and you kill those orcs, how do you move forward with motivation? Why is your character, you know, your character might have aligned with the party because they said, hey, we are also going after these orcs. They have been wreaking havoc throughout all these towns and burning things down. Um, I'm just using this as an example, you know. But uh, so you say, yes, uh, the stars align. Our motivation is, um, you know, it has aligned. We um, have the same goals but what happens when all of you kill the goblins or the orcs or whatever and then what do you do then you have to reevaluate why you're doing what you're doing Uh, you have to maybe discover a you know a longer whatever and I think the solo sessions if you've read character sheets and really dived into their motivation you can go back and say here's something new that will pull you forward. And tying it to someone's backstory or their character, I think, is more important than giving someone a plot point. Well, you know, the town's in trouble. you got to kill this dragon. Okay. But, like, I understand I'm an adventurer. But I think it would mean a lot more to be like, hey, this dragon has done something to you personally. Or maybe there's a reason. Maybe someone approached you and said, hey, I want you to kill this dragon. But there's something I want when you kill the dragon. I want this piece of information or something like that. So maybe you have to prolong combat to get that piece of information out of the dragon before you kill it. Or, you know, maybe you're a plant. Uh, you can still play a lone wolf and make a successful game. Maybe you have to uh, pretend to be nice to the dragon. I don't know. There's tons of things. But I really have done some self-reflection Uh I made another character that is um, more, um, I don't know, he's more personable to the group. He's more friendly. Uh, They have kind of the same goals right now. So they're doing that. And I think that that is important, uh, you know, to just keep going and keep the campaign going. Um, You know, and also, you know, in all fairness, the the DM is a new father. So he's got a lot on his plate. And so I don't expect him to do everything that I'm saying right now. I mean, you have to devote so much time and attention to doing that. Um, I expect him not to do it. But what I've tried to take it as a thing to look at it and decide to myself, what do I need to do to be better in light of this situation? Granted, I said before that this has happened where, um, you know, we had a player that was totally going against the grain, and I constantly have to, like, pull him out of something. And, um, you know, it, it didn't make sense what he was doing. Um, I think maybe I should have been more transparent with the the DM in the beginning. Like maybe I should have taken him aside and said, or maybe the group, hey, I'm going to be a jerk, but he'll come around. You know, this character will come around. Because then maybe they say, okay, this is rough now. Um, But, I mean, I guess to create that tension, you can't really. Maybe I should have just told the DM, hey, this is what I plan to do for right now. But in the next few sessions, I will be moving – uh, you know, he'll be moving away from his jerkdom and become a member of the group. So I'm hoping that's something uh, I can take away from it. Um, and then I was thinking that I, I read a lot online too about how to deal with difficult players. Again, I wasn't uh, being difficult at the table. We were nice and friendly to one another. Um, but, you know, during breaks and things, we would talk and joke around and talk about our day. We would catch up with one another, which was really neat. Um But yeah, when it came to actually role-playing again, it felt like it was kind of this wait where a timer would start and they'd say, man, he's doing that again, you know, which could be really, really annoying and frustrating. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, I just had a heart-to-heart with the DM and said, uh, yeah, take him out. So I did. I have a new character now. And again, I tried to use this as a learning experience to try to decide to, you know, come to my own conclusion and say, what do do I need to do to make this better? And I've already talked about it before. The one-on-one sessions, I really enjoy But even in my Theros campaign, I realized I only did that once or twice. So maybe what it is is literally checking in every few levels off board with the players to say, you know, are you happy with how things are going? Do you feel your character's uh, motivation is being served? And what is your character's motivation? How can we reassess that? And then how do I move forward with that? And then two, to have more one-on-one solo sessions with those players to, again, reinforce that to drive it into the narrative. Because I think... Whenever you plan a campaign, no matter how much you read about your characters and what they feel or think or something like that, through them role-playing, all their motivations may change. Your story can change. We've obviously seen that uh, through the beginning of time when you would uh, you know, make a campaign and you'd say, this is what I want to do. I want to do X, Y, and Z. And then the players are like, we want to do A, B, and C. So then you have to kind of reset and whatever. And I think um, – It's basically probably for me, maybe sending out an email or just talking to someone on a Zoom call because some of the people we play with are on the East Coast. So um, I think maybe that's maybe, you know, there needs to be more, not so much of this distracting. You don't want to be, I don't know, um, annoyed or, you know, you don't want to be annoying to your players. You definitely want feedback. But um, I'm planning a bigger campaign. Uh, that I'm trying to incorporate Tailspire, which I've talked about before. I think it's a great tool. I'm trying to uh, in, use that more so it's more of a visual flair so we can really focus on role playing and really diving into what the characters are. Some of it, again, is really reading about your character's uh, thing uh, before it happens. With my new character that I involved in the campaign with the DM, he literally... Had maybe a day to read over him, and uh, I know before everything started, he sent us a questionnaire with our my old character about how do you feel about this, blah blah blah, um, and I didn't answer any of those new questions with my new character. So I have a feeling that there is a a, a kernel of motivation with my character why he's traveling with the party. Um, I hope it continues, and I'll say this much for Arthuro's campaign. There was uh, a reason why my character was there, which was completely off board to kind of guide the players in a certain direction, because I basically wanted to show them what the campaign would be like. And one of the players in a role playing, you know, as the characters were talking to one another, one of the other players said, you know, maybe maybe you're here, you know, maybe this is why you're here is to help us. You know, you don't know why you ended up in this place at a time, whatever, but maybe you're here to help us deal with it. Maybe it has to do with something that you're doing. Uh, you know, maybe it's Kismet in a way that we are, you know, we were in Therosk, so it was the land of gods and goddesses and pettiness and all that kind of stuff like in Greek literature. And I think they said to themselves, or at least the player said, uh, you know, you're here to help us. Maybe that's why you're here. And I was like, Oh, that's really cool that the player, you know, reached that conclusion. I was just thinking my character was more of like the sagely person pointing people in the right direction. But it was it was really neat. Um, to see him speak like that and be like, no, this is why you're here. And um, it changed the way I played, you know, the character uh, and the information that they would show. So I thought that was really neat. I thought it was a neat way to um, kind of go about everything. So, um, yeah, so I'm actually taking a lot of notes for what I feel is um, this thing. And again, not to. Fault the DM. He's got a lot on his plate. I mean, the, his baby is maybe a month old, so you know it's very important to spend time with your children, obviously, and to make sure that your kid is totally taken care of. And if he if he's like, hey, because I think he said in one session, I've only had a little bit of time to plan, uh, but I do have everything outlined. Like some of this stuff is, uh, I guess, this criticism gets negated because he told me on the phone, he's like, you know, I didn't, I didn't expect. I mean, he knew his wife was pregnant and everything, but they obviously didn't know the exact due date. So he's like, some of this is, hey, I got a baby, you know, and it is what it is. And I was like, yeah, you do. So I'm not really faulting him. Uh, so what I'm trying to do is kind of look inward and say, well, what would I do in this situation and stuff like that, you know, if I was on the other side of the aisle? And I have a little bit. I don't think I dealt with it as good there. Uh, I think I'm dealing with a little bit of now. And I think obviously the therapy I – I, uh, I um, you know, had with Bill, Bill's on the show a few weeks ago to talk about that. Um, and all that kind of stuff is important, you know, and so you know, to really look and be honest and say, well, this is how this needs to go. Uh, this is what needs to happen. Uh, I think I've grown up a bit. So um, yeah, um, yeah, it's okay to change your mind or whatever, I guess. And so Yeah, again, I didn't want to be negative towards the group. I didn't want to drag everybody down, and that's why I decided to change my mind and roll another character. I'm looking forward to playing this character. Um, I hope he doesn't die. Um, And luckily we didn't kill off my other character, so um, my archer, uh, Monster Slayer, basically just walked into the dim, fluorescent mushroom light of the Underdark to go continue his adventures, and my uh, new character will now take up the mantle, Um, and, uh, we'll, uh, help the group. So, yeah. Um, you know what? I think that's it this week. I had to get it off my chest. I've been thinking about it even after I talked to the DM and we had our session. I still thought, man, um, I haven't really talked to any of the group privately about it. I figured with the DM coming to me privately, that's probably all that really needed to be said. You know, if the DM comes to you as a representative of the group, that's pretty bad. So, uh, yeah um i think that's it this week guys i know it's a little short episode but i'm still working on the last campfire again i'm trying to make it a little bit better of an episode i understand that sometimes you know it's me just doing this running into a mic and uh, you know for the show to get better i need to try a little bit harder do some more editing you know maybe add some flair to the episode i'm still trying to figure out how to do that how to make it unique but still carry the message of uh, you know the thesis of the thing about uh gaming grief and all that kind of stuff so uh, yeah, I think that's it this week, guys. So just to remind you guys that this podcast will have my website, www.gamingwithgrief.com, Monday morning at 7 a.m. Go there. Let me know what you think of the show. Uh, leave a comment, all that kind of stuff. Or if you have a topic you want me to talk about, you can leave it in the comments there. I check those regularly. Or you can go to gwgpodfellows at gmail.com. Write me an email there. Uh, Again, let me know what you think of the show, things like that. Or if you have a a topic, something you want me to talk about. Or you can subscribe to the podcast on Apple iTunes or the Google Play Store. So go there and let me know what you think of the show. Um, And uh, leave me the likes, the subscribes, all that kind of stuff. Or if you think I can improve, do that there. And you can find me on Twitter at Just Little Joe. So I think with that, I'm done this week. You guys be safe out there. Have a good week, and I will talk to you guys later. Bye.